Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. It says in Psalms 41, right here in verse 1, and the word of the Lord reads, Blessed is he who considers the poor. The Lord will deliver him in time of trouble. Amen. Blessed is he who considers the poor. In other words, blessed is the person that considers what's going on in somebody else's life, what's going on in somebody else's in a desperate situation that's not just looking at their self, but that's looking out for others. Amen. Father God, we just thank you for your holy presence in this house, God. Father, we thank you that you have called us to love. You have called us to walk in humility, God. Father God, we come to give you the glory this morning, Lord. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would saturate this house, God. That you would quicken our hearts, God. And anything that's not of you, Father God, has no right to stay. And I just declare that this is an atmosphere of worship, an atmosphere of praise. And that the Lord God, that you would fill this house up, God. That you would, uh, we would leave this place knowing that we are victorious, God. Knowing that we are conquerors, God. Knowing that you deserve all the glory, God. Father, we give you praise in this house in the name of Jesus. I dare somebody to just start praising God right there with me. Father God, we worship you, God. Father, our life belongs to you we live to give you glory we live to please you and not ourselves god father we ask that you would move in this place this morning come and reign in this place holy ghost father let us step out of ourselves and step into what you have for us because what you have for us is greater than what we can ever imagine god father we give you glory in this place somebody shout jesus shout glory you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. The title of this sermon, amen, is called, What Are You In It For? Amen. What are you in it for? Are you in it for self-gain or for God's glory? Are you in it for self-gain or for God's glory? Hallelujah. I want to start in the book of 2 Kings chapter 5. Starting in verse 20. Hallelujah. What are you in it for? Amen. See, many of us may not realize why we are supposed to be in Christ. Why we are supposed to have a relationship with God. Amen. My first point, if you can put that up there really quick, and then we'll go to the, amen, the part in the Bible. Uh, my first point is be in it for God's glory. Amen. Be in it for the glory of the Lord. 2 Kings chapter 5, starting in verse 20, and the word of God reads, But Gehazi, the servant of Elisha, the man of God, said, Look, my master has spared Naaman, the Syrian, while not receiving from his hands what he brought. But as the Lord lives, I will run after him and take something from him. Now, I want to recap a little bit on this chapter. There was a man named Naaman that had leprosy. Amen. And he heard that the prophet Elijah, amen, walked in the miracle signs and wonders of God. And that if he got to the prophet, that he could be healed. And the, when he got to the prophet Elijah, when he just got in his area, the prophet Elijah sent out a message to him, amen, to go and wash himself in the Jordan seven times. And, you know, he responded and acted like it was a little bit silly, maybe not the response that he was looking for, but he had enough faith, amen, to step out and go and get his healing and do what the man of God had said, amen? So Naaman was miraculously healed, 
And after Naaman was healed, he offered a gift unto the prophet Elijah. But you see, the prophet Elijah was not walking in the power of God and in, in, and in the wonder of God for what he could get, for what he could receive out of it. But he was walking in the anointing God as a messenger of the Lord for the glory of God and for what he can give to God. Come on, somebody. And for what he could do for the Lord. See, what are we in it for? But Gehazi, the servant of Elijah, back to verse 20, the man of God said, Look, my master has spared name in the Syrian while not receiving from his hands. So he's saying, hold up. He received healing whenever you spoke healing over him. And then he offered you a gift and you didn't get it. You didn't get what you could get out of the miracle. You didn't get what you could get. And it says right here, while not receiving from his hands what he brought, but as the Lord lives, I will run after him and take something from him. So Gehazi was a servant of Elijah. In other words, Gehazi was committed to the prophet Elijah. He dedicated his life into, into ministry for God under Elijah's headship. Amen. And it says right here we see where something begins to creep in Gehazi's heart where he, he began to be in it for self instead of in it for God. He began to be even in ministry for what he could get out of it instead of for what he could give to God. He began to be even in a relationship with God, under God's authority. But he took his eyes off God and what was important and was started living for what can I get out of it? What kind of gain can I get? What's God going to do for me if I give him my life? What's God going to do for me if I have a relationship with him? What's in it for me? Come on, somebody. See, so many times these days, people are so quick to turn their back on God and run away from the will of God and get out of a relationship with the Lord because they don't get what they want when they want it. Amen. I came here to tell you and give you notice that it's not about what you can get from God. God has already given you salvation. He's already given you enough. He sent his only begotten son to lay his life down for you. Come on, somebody, so that you could receive the, the kingdom of heaven. Come on, somebody. So that you can be saved and redeemed and not have to spend eternity in a devil's hell. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So the sin of Gehazi started with the thought of deception. Just the thought of deception. Hold up. You didn't receive nothing from the man after he got healed. You know what I mean? Because that's why we do this, right? We preach the word of God and we pray for people to get healing, you know what I mean, and, and for people to get delivered so that we can get, you know, so that we can get credit, so that we can get something out of it. No, the devil is a lie. Amen. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. We do the work of the Lord because it's what he has called us to do, and we do it for his glory and for his glory alone. And our reward is not on this earth that is temporary, that everything is passing away. Amen. Come on, somebody. But our reward is in heaven. Hallelujah. Spending eternity with God the Father and Jesus that is seated at the right hand of the Father. Come on, somebody. Be in it for God's glory. Amen. See, Gehazi was just trying to get something. Amen. Don't be in it for self or you'll bring destruction upon yourself. But when you're in it for God, he will give you the desires of your heart. Come on, somebody. When you're in a relationship with God, just because you love him, just because you're thankful that he saved you. Come on, somebody. You're thankful that he chose you. You're thankful that he showed you his grace. When you deserved hell, you deserved destruction. 
Come on, somebody. But Jesus stepped in and said, you know what? I'm going to bear all the sins of the world. Come on, somebody. I'm not going to move. I'm not going to let what man does to me move me. I'm going to be obedient to the death of the cross. And I'm going to die for all of mankind so that they can live for eternity in heaven with the Father. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31. People, we've got to be in it for the glory of God. Amen? Right. Somebody bring me a water, please. We've got to be in it for the glory of God. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31. Therefore, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Amen? 1 Corinthians 9 and 16. And whatever you do, do it for the glory of God. Don't do anything to say, hey, look at me, amen. Hey, look at me, I got to preach. You know what I mean? Hey, look at me, I got free. Hey, look at me, I got sober. Hey, look at me, I got some weight back on me. Hey, look at me, come on, I got peace. Hey, look what God has done. Come on, somebody, because I was out of my mind living in insanity, amen. And God put me back in my right mind. Come on, somebody. So I was tore up from the floor up, but Jesus cleansed me. From all unrighteousness, and he restored me. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. See, the devil's a thief, and if you leave an open opportunity, he'll rob you for everything that you got. But if you, come on, somebody, stay under the covering of God, and you walk in a relationship with Jesus. Come on, somebody. The enemy has no right to take nothing from you. And I wish some people would rise up and say, devil, you've took enough from me and my family. I'm going to take everything back that the devil has stolen. Come on, somebody. The enemy's taking enough from these gener from generations to generations. People been letting them rob them blind. Amen. We're the people of God. We're the church. We're the body of Christ. Come on, somebody. We was blind, but now we see. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We got mountain moving faith. Come on, somebody. We got a miracle working God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. But we ain't in it for self. Amen. If you're in it for self, you got it twisted. And you're headed for destruction, I promise you. 1 Corinthians 9, 16. For if I preach the gospel, I have nothing to boast of. For necessity is laid upon me. Yes, woe is me if I do not preach the gospel. Amen. He's in it for God's glory. If I preach the gospel, I have nothing to boast of. Amen. He's not saying, man, I'm not preaching the gospel so I can be like, hey, look at me. I'm a powerful evangelist. I'm a powerful pastor. You know what I'm saying? So I can dress the best and, and, and look the best and present myself like I'm better than other people. The devil is a liar. I mean, you can look real good on the outside and still have a messed up heart, still have a messed up relationship with God, and still be in it for what you can get out of it than rather being in it to give God glory. Come on, somebody. He said, I have nothing to boast of, amen. There's nothing in my life that I can boast of and say, look what I did. I did this and I did that. Come on, because I had things messed up, man. I had things jacked up. But when I gave my life to Jesus, come on, somebody, I could point glory back to God. I was a drug addict. I was a dope fiend. But Jesus Christ set me free, and he healed my life. The devil told me, I'm taking your marriage. I'm taking your family. I'm taking your calling. I'm taking your purpose. But something began to raise back in me, and God said, you are my son, and I have chosen you. And you're not in it for you. You're in it for me. And I'm the one who called you and appointed you. Come on, somebody. For such a time as this, hallelujah. We've been called and appointed for such a time as this right now, amen. God's doing something great. He's doing great things. Come on. He's drawing people back to him, hallelujah. He's waking people up. 
He's reviving the church. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. We've been redeemed to give glory to God. Come on. Woe is me if I do not preach the gospel, he said. For necessity is laid upon me. It's a necessity that we preach the gospel. Did you know that? It's a necessity that we go out and testify and share the word of God with others because people are dying and on their way to a devil's hell. And without a preacher, how would they hear? Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. And the way you live preaches a whole lot louder than the way you talk. Come on, somebody. Amen. Because people can tell if you're in it for you or if you're in it for God. Because if you're in it for you, you ain't going to be walking in the glory. Come on, somebody. You're not going to be walking in the anointing. When you're in it for yourself, you're not going to be walking with the blessing of God. Come on, somebody. I don't know about you, but I need the blessing of God on my life. I need a touch of God on my life. Come on, somebody. Amen. I need the anointing in my life. Amen. That destroys every yoke because without it, amen, I'm enchained in darkness. Without it, I'm away from God. But God, come on, somebody. His love covers a multitude of sins. And when I was in bondage to shame and regret, he came in and he said, son, I love you. Come on, you're my child. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You've been redeemed to give God glory. That's why we've been redeemed. That's why he set you free. That's why he took you out of the dope house. That's why he took you out of the nightclub. That's why he took you from the back. Come on, the party but with your family where y'all were just wasting time and acting a fool. That's why he took you from a life of foolishness and a life of chaos. Come on, somebody. So that you could give him glory. So that you could do something for Jesus. My point number two. Second point is deception triggers backsliding, amen? Deception triggers backsliding. Go to Psalms chapter 43, verse 1. Deception triggers backsliding. Look at this. Vindicate me, O God, and plead my cause against an ungodly nation. O deliver me from the deceitful and unjust man, amen? The man of God right here in the book of Psalms, he's crying out, justify me, God. Cover me, God. Protect me, God. Because I, there's a, I'm in an ungodly nation. I'm in a, na in a nation that has forsaken you, that have turned their back on God. And I'm surrounded by wickedness and abominations and deception. And people trying to deceive me to live in sin. And the devil trying to tempt me to fall into temptation. Come on, somebody. God, I'm trying to rise up in victory and walk in holiness. But everywhere I turn, there's deception and confusion. And there's chaos, Lord. Oh, deliver me from the deceitful and unjust man. He's crying out to God. You want to know something, church? The church needs to get their cry back. Amen. Because I promise you that if the church don't start to have a cry, that God will move some things and shift some things to get the church to be broken again. I came to give somebody notice that you need to put down what you want and stop trying to get what you can get and start giving God glory and humble yourself in the sight of the Lord. We got too many people walking around with hearts of stone and not enough people walking around with a heart of flesh amen you can sing glory glory all day and smile at your neighbor come on somebody and still be far from the lord deception triggers backsliding come on somebody what are you in it for are you in it come on to give god glory to do the work of god and give god the praise for it are you in it for what you can get come on somebody oh if i follow god I can get my marriage back. Oh, if I worship the Lord, I can get my family back. Oh, if, come on, oh, if I sing hallelujah, I'll look real good and they might put me on the praise team. You know what I'm saying? 
it's not about it's not about what we can get from God. God's already given his only begotten son. Come on, somebody. Holy, perfect in all of his ways, amen. Took our place. It should have been up on that, us on that cross, but he hung there, was wounded for our transgressions. You've been redeemed to give God glory, amen. Go to 2 Kings 5, 22. 2 Kings 5, starting in verse 22. The word of the Lord reads, And he said, All is well. My master has sent me, saying, Indeed. Just now two young men of the sons of the prophets have come to me from the mountains of Ephraim. Please give them a talent of silver and two changes of garment. So this man Gehazi let a thought of deception creep in him. Hold up. I got to get something out of this. God just moved. But I'm left empty-handed because, wait, 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 it's about me, isn't it? That's how people get it twisted sometimes. The devil starts whispering in your ear, oh, God ain't moving in your life. God ain't doing nothing for you. It was God's fault that you went through that abuse. It was God's fault that you was in addiction. God allowed all that to happen. And the enemy starts to try to come and beat you up in your mind and deceive you. And you know what he does? He tries to trick you. First comes the thought of deception, then the enemy tries to trick you so he can ensnare you. Then he says, well, why don't you just step out and do what you got to do to go get what you need? Why don't you step out and go get what you want when you want it? Because it's all about you anyways. These people don't care about you. God don't care about you. And the man Gehazi was in it for self because here he was empty-handed after God just moved. But you know what? If he would have been in it for God's glory, he wouldn't have been empty-handed anyways. Come on. Because he would have had the fullness of Christ dwelling in and upon his life. But he let a thought of deception come and deceive him. And therefore, it brought destruction upon him. Deception triggers backsliding. The man starts scheming, coming up to Naaman that had just been healed. Can I get some money for you? The two prophets, they need some money. They need some clothes. You know what I'm saying? Sitting there lying. Now the man's living a lie. He started scheming and manipulating everyone around him to get what he wanted. He was in it for himself. If you think being in Christ is about you getting something or things, you're going to be surprised when you stand before God. Amen. See, before I fell in love with Jesus, I was in it for self. I was all about deceiving and manipulating people to get my way. Or even circumstances that I was facing. I was all about manipulating and deceiving people in things to get things the way I wanted it. But let me tell you something. It's not about the way that we want things. It's not about what we can get in a relationship with God and what he can do for us. Come on, somebody. God's already put his greatness inside of you. God already saved you. Amen. God's redeemed you. See, many people... They lose their first love, amen. They get healed. God restores something to you. God gives you the very thing that you asked for and you prayed for. Next thing you know, you just go about your business because you got what you got, right? But here God is over here and nobody's giving him praise. Nobody's giving him glory. Nobody's thanking him. Come on, somebody, for what he's already done. And because you've lost the praise and 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 lost the glory that God for what God had already done you're having trouble giving God glory for what he is doing come on somebody because you grew content discontent and you left it back here you left God back here oh I got my mom back I got my sanity back I'm thinking clear again come on somebody 
Oh, I know I was out there burnt, but, you know, and I came to God and I was broken and I needed a miracle in my life. And I was crying to Jesus and the Holy Spirit moved in. Come on, somebody. And invaded my life. Amen. Oh, I know that I lost everything and people gave up on me. So I was like, God, I know that you're a God of love. You're not going to give up on me. Don't leave me alone. And God showed up and he said, I got you, son. I got you, daughter. I'm here to comfort you. Put your faith in me and I'm going to get you through. Come on, somebody. Put your trust in me, and I'll move in your life. We need to keep the brokenness of God in our hearts. Whenever you start drifting away from your first love, from really worshiping God, you need to start remembering the things that God's done in your life. Come on, man. Come on, man. I was out there tripping, strung out, breaking in cars in Fort Worth, Texas, acting like a fool. Yeah, I said it. I wasn't in Bible college singing the, 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 the praise hymns, amen, and studying, you know what I mean, like a, a good old church boy. I was in the street slanging dope, smoking dope, and living life like a criminal with no hope. And I looked up to God one day and I said, God, when are you going to do something for me? When are you going to get me out of this? And you know what God's response was? When are you going to do something for me? When are you going to give the glory back to me that I deserve? Don't you remember how you was out your mind and I set you free? Don't you remember you couldn't walk five feet without going into a mild seizure or a blackout and I healed you? Don't you remember how how you would cry out to me and I would sleep on my grandfather's Bible at night. God save me from the tormenting spirits that are destroying my life. I don't want to go back to dope. I don't want to go back to bondage. Come on, somebody. God did not set you free from bondage so you can return back under the yoke of slavery. Amen. Stand fast in the freedom which the Lord has given you in Jesus' name. I'm sick of people looking for a, a new experience from God. You done experienced God. He saved you. He touched you. He healed you. He delivered you. Now you need to walk in what God has given you and give him the glory that he deserves. People walking around like God ain't touched him at all, like God ain't blessed you, like God didn't. Come on, somebody. Man, I was tore up in the floor up. You know what I'm saying? In the back, car, back of the car sweating, looking like I ain't ate in a week. So starving and broke, so bound by the devil, I'm eating hot sauce packets at the Taco Bell to try and get some nutrients. Play with the devil if you want to. Who have you leaving sick? Have you looking sick? But you know what? What's, what's crazy to me is you got people in the church been saved five, seven years, three, four, God done delivered you 25 times, and they start looking sick spiritually. Because they let the devil come and steal their praise. They let the devil come and steal the glory that God deserves. Oh, come on. You're going through a trial right now. It's hard. God done left you. You know what I'm saying? He's going to get you out of this one. Yeah, listen here, devil. He's always got me through. He's always got me out of it. He's always restored things back to me. He's always moved in my life. He's always been there for me. Amen. Deception leads to backsliding. Look what happened to the man. I'm wrapping it up here. The man starts scheming and manipulating everyone, right? He goes to get what he can get out of it. Turn to 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 19 through 21. The word of the Lord reads, For this is commendable if because of conscience toward God one endures grief, suffering wrongfully. For what credit is it if when you are beaten for your faults, for your sins, you take it patiently. 
What credit is that whenever you sin it and you get punished? Whenever you do the crime and you got to do the time, what credit is that to you? You don't get no pat on the back from God for that one. You got yourself in that mess. But when you do good and suffer, come on, somebody. When you do the will of God and suffer, when you give God glory with your whole entire life and you go through some suffering, whenever you choose to live as a transformed life in Jesus Christ and you go through some suffering, you suffer loss, you suffer heartache. Come on, somebody. Things get taken away from you. Very relationships slip through your hands. This is commendable before God, it says. Amen. Next verse. For to this you were called because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow his footsteps. Come on, somebody. Jesus Christ went through way more suffering than any of us could ever imagine. So when you start putting your suffering and what you're going through before your God, you're acting like what you're going through means more than what Jesus went through for you so you could be saved, so you could be restored, so you could be delivered. Come on, somebody, so that you could walk in victory. Amen. My situation, my little temporary suffering on this earth does not compare to the suffering that the Son of God, holy and blameless, went through so that I could be redeemed. Amen. It doesn't even have any, it's not even close to what he went through for me, amen. And if Jesus was willing to go through so much for you, amen, why are we not willing to go through anything for him, to do anything that he asked us to do, amen? Come on, somebody. Suffering may come my way. All hell may be breaking loose. Chaos and backsliders may be surrounding me and the whole nation may have turned away from God. But this I know that I'm a nation within a nation and I'm a royal priesthood and God set me upon a rock and his name is Jesus. And God is coming back for a spotless bride. Come on, somebody. He's coming back for a blameless church that has been clothed with humility. I feel the Holy Ghost and has been clothed with love. Come on. And that is covered and drenched in the blood of the Lamb. Come and have your way holy ghost i'm telling you right now i had a vision amen and i seen columns amen that were holding up church walls and god said this is my bride that i'm raising up and they're gonna be unmovable and i'm gonna connect them together and they're gonna be arm locked they're gonna be walls of glory for me to come and move in hallelujah and people that are gonna be desperate are gonna run to the move of god come on somebody hallelujah stop running to your problem Stop letting your problem tell you how big it is and start telling your problem how big your God is. Come on, somebody. Did God not set you free? Did God not come to save you? Has he not moved in your life before? You're still breathing today for his reason, for his purpose. Amen. See, the man Gehazi started started being deceitful. He gets the money from Naaman. Naaman says, all right, you want uh, one piece of silver? I'm going to give you two. Oh, you need, you need one robe? I'm going to give you two robes. You know what I'm saying? And then the man Gehazi goes back, and the two servants that he lied, the two people that he lied about, and he, he came, and he said, oh, with this money, these clothes are, you know, for my two homies back at the house. You know what I'm saying? Then he gets back to the house. He don't give nothing to them. He takes it from them and says, y'all go home. And he puts it in his pocket. Come on, somebody. Because he's living a lifestyle of selfishness, a lifestyle of greed. He's doing things for what he can get out of it and not for what he can give back to God. Come on, somebody. 
Hallelujah. And then he has the audacity to come back to the prophet's house. And the man was gone. We know this. He went down the road looking for Naaman so he could be deceitful and, and, and get something from him. Comes back to the man of God. And the man of God asked him, where have you been? Where did you go? He said, oh, I didn't go nowhere. I didn't do nothing. Come on, man. You think the Holy Spirit don't know what you do behind the scenes? You think the Spirit of God don't know your character? Come on, you think that God don't know what you're doing when no one else is looking, amen? See, that's where we can be real at some areas in our life with God. Come on, somebody. I found myself in the car yesterday. Let me just be real, amen? Somebody ticked me smooth off, and it was dumb. It was dumb that I was even that mad about it, but I got in the car by myself, slammed the door, and I went to yelling and just being frantic and upset. Man, I'm about to text this person a nasty message. You know what I'm saying? God said, ho, 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 ho. Don't do it. And God's conviction began to rest upon me. But you know what God told me after that, told me through that? Thanks for being real with me, son. Thanks for not putting a mask and faking and shaking with me because you can come and vent to me. You can come and, you can come and give your heart to me. When, whenever you, come on somebody, amen. When you're trying to grow in me, when you're trying to give me glory, amen, I can handle your burdens. I can handle your cares. I can handle your worries and everything that you're going through, and you can lay it at my feet. Come on, somebody. You can be real, and you can call on me, and you can cry out to me, and you might be a little angry at first, but at least you're not holding in and harboring sin. And come on, somebody. Hallelujah. But at least you're letting it out of your life. Hallelujah. Because God wants to get some things out of you so he can pour his glory in you. Amen. That's why God has you where he's got you right now. Come on, somebody. That's why the Lord called you here to East Texas. Because I'm telling you right now, he's getting the body of Christ in shape. Amen. And if you're present, you can be like one of those pillars helping, helping hold up the body of Christ. Come on, somebody. Because the church is the body and Jesus is the head. And Jesus is coming back. Amen. Man, try to lie to the prophet, man. The prophet said, come on, man, who are you trying to fool? The Holy Spirit done told me. Try to lie to your pastor, to your leader. You know what I'm saying? Try to lie to the Holy Ghost. You can't lie to the Holy Ghost. He's the spirit of truth. Come on, somebody. He knows everything. He even knows what you need before you even ask it. And you don't think he knew what you did yesterday? Come on. Or you don't think he knew what you did 10 minutes ago? If it wasn't pleasing to God, you need to repent in the name of Jesus and remove the sin that so easily entangles you. Amen. Now, look what Gehazi got himself in. My gosh, went and, went and just ran on a little rampage for self-deception. Come back to the man of God like the anointing and the Holy Ghost isn't going to tell everything. And then he checks him right there. You know what I'm saying? Rebukes him. And you know what happens? Gehazi's little small thought of deception from the devil that crept in. He put it into action. See, it's one thing when the enemy attacks your mind and says, hey, go do this, go do that. Step out the will of God. Get what you can get out of it. Whenever he tries to deceive you, when you, when you put it into practice, when you put something that the enemy has planted in your mind into practice, sin becomes into action. And what happens is you make yourself vulnerable to the enemy to come and wreak havoc on you because a little bit of sin will blow up on you real quick like, Amen. You know what I'm saying? A little bit of sin will blow up on you like biscuit doughs in the oven, baby. And you ain't going to like the end results. Promise you. Yeah, ding, ding, you're going to get knocked out the ring. And the man brought a curse upon him and his whole family. My gosh. 
See, when you sin and you let deception come into your heart and you let it run you out of the will of God, you bring destruction upon you and everyone that you're connected to. Come on, somebody. But when you step up and say, I'm going to honor God with integrity, amen. I'm in this thing for God. I'm in this thing to the finish line, baby. Come on. And I'm not in it to say, look at me and be on the Hall of Fame. I'm in it to lift up his name, and his name is Jesus. Come on, somebody. It's time. Amen. That's my last point. It's time. Praise the Lord. What time is it? It's time. Hallelujah. It's time to be in Christ and to be in him for his glory. Amen. It's time to move in the spirit. If you're not trying to be in it for God, then move over. Come on, somebody. If you're not trying to be in it for God, for the glory of God, just move over because other people are, amen, and you're being a distraction. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. I got to be connected with people that are in it for the glory of God, that are in it to give God all the praise and the honor that he deserves. People that are real, man. Come on. If I hang out with prayer warriors, I might just end up a prayer warrior. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. See, when we was in the streets, we used to say, keep it gangster. But now we're in the body of Christ, and I'll be like, keep it holy, brother. Come on, somebody. Because I don't want nothing that you say or do around me to try to contaminate and mess up what God is doing in my life. So if you want to be a trick, come on somebody, if you want to be a trickster and you want to let the devil deceive you, move over. Because I'm in it for the glory of God. And I can't afford anybody trying to pull me back from what God is propelling me into. Come on somebody. Woo! God wants to propel you into your destiny, amen. But we got people that are supposed to be in the body of Christ. Come on, somebody, that'll come and try to cut you off. That'll come and try to put a stumbling block before you. Brother, go try to trip up somebody else because I'm in, come on, I'm in a prayer meeting. Hallelujah. I'm serving God. What are you doing on a Friday night? Amen. I'm in the presence of the Lord. What are you doing when your pastor's not looking? Come on, somebody. What are you doing when the Holy Ghost, amen, isn't moving like you want him to? I'm still praising God because I know that he's God in the storm. He's God in the, when I have nothing, and he's God when I have everything. And he deserves all of me. Come on. It's time, amen. Somebody say, it's time. It's time to move in the spirit, amen. Say, it's time to give God glory. And if you ain't giving God glory, say that. If you ain't giving God glory, just move over. Because I'm trying to shine for Jesus. Hallelujah. It's also time to reach souls and gather in the name of the Lord. If you're not gathering together, you're scattering abroad. Come on, somebody. Here this morning, we are gathering in the presence of the Lord. If the worship team can come forward, amen. Time to reach souls, amen. It's time to get stirred up in the presence of God. It's time to get stirred up in the glory of God, amen. It's time to be in it for God's glory. See, Gehazi's name is interpreted as a valley of vision. Wow. As a valley of vision. But his selfishness and deception kept him from receiving the blessings God had for him and that God had already shown him. Come on, somebody. His name meant the Valley of Vision. He's walking with the prophet Elijah. We know about Elijah, but the prophet Elijah, amen, was Elijah's disciple, amen, the one that Elijah was mentoring. And he said, if you just put a, give me a double portion of your spirit, you ask a lot from me, son. You ask a lot from me, but in the name of the Lord, so let it be. 
Come on, somebody. Don't be in it for what you can get out of it. Be in it for the glory of God. But Gehazi seen what God was doing in Elijah's life. He was a servant. He was, you know what I'm saying? He was up under the presence and the anointing that God had placed on Elijah. And he was already seeing, man, I can walk in miracles, signs, and wonders. I can see people get delivered. I can preach the word. You know what I'm saying? I can prophesy. I can do great things for God. I'm up under this mighty man of God, and I get to serve him, and I get to be a blessing to him. Amen. So what if I don't get nothing out of it? He could have had a different heart. So what? Come on, somebody, if I don't get paid to do it. So what if I don't get what I want when I want it? Come on, somebody. So what if I don't get the freedom that I want, amen? Some of us was fools in our freedom. We acted a fool when we had too much freedom. So God had to, come on, somebody. God had to sit you down so that you could receive. Selfishness and deception kept him from receiving the blessings, man. Don't let the enemy come and deceive you and try to stop what God has for you. Don't let the devil steal nothing from you. I'm going to be honest. I let the devil rob me blind. Crept right in, came like an angel of light, and took everything from me. I'm in a courtroom, and I'm about to I'm about to go to divorce court the next time I step in the courtroom, and I'm sitting there in chains. Come on, man. I knew the glory of God. I knew about the goodness of God. You need to stand on your feet. Amen. Some people need to get the brokenness of God back in your life because you've been walking around hard-hearted and you've been about self. And God wants to change that in your life today. I was seeing souls get saved and people healed and miracles working. And the spirit of Gehazi, the sin of Gehazi crept up in my life. And the devil said, but what are you getting out of it? Can't you get more for you? And started trying to make it about self. Before I know it, I was backslidden. I'm the backslidden stayed away from God. And the devil took everything from me, man. I didn't see my son for almost four months. A little baby, you know what I'm saying? I'm crying. I'm weeping before the Lord. I want to see my son. I didn't even know where he was. Devil said, you ain't getting your son back. You're not getting your family. You're not getting your calling. I take everything for you. You was being used by God, but look at you now. You're nothing. And God reminded me, come on, somebody, that his love for me is greater than my sin. Come on, somebody. And I had destruction come upon me. I'm standing in the court. I'm about to lose my marriage. I'm about to lose everything. Come on, somebody. And they put me in chains right there in front of my wife. And the devil says, that's it. You're defeated. You're out of there. You're nothing. There's nothing else for you. Amen. But I had a spiritual father and a pastor that loved me and believed in the presence of God on my life. Come on, somebody. He said, come home, son, and do the will of God because God has not forgotten about you. He's going to do something great in your life. And I came to tell somebody this morning that God hasn't forgotten about you. He knows what you're going through. He knows that you're suffering. Amen. See, I was suffering. And when I began to give God glory through my suffering and say, God, it may not be here now. My wife may be ready to divorce me. I may not get to grow up with my kids in the house full time. Everything may have been taken away from me, God. But still, I'm going to praise you. I'm going to give you glory that you deserve. Come on, somebody. And you know what God did? He put everything back together. Come to this altar if you're ready for God to put everything back together for you. Come on, somebody.